We're going to toast it up to the 17th episode of Sunday Brunch. What's up, Sunday sis? How brunch. you doing? Today, we're solo today. You know, life happens. Yes. A lot of us are dealing with incidents that are, you know, creating incidents in our families, in our health. We're losing yes. individuals. Uh, this is the second person in the group that's lost someone. You know, my aunt around the holidays, the fourth, and then, you know, Penny lost her baby sister. So I had to go back to DC to handle that. Tamika, you know, starting to get a lot of business. So, you know. Go Meek, go Meek. You know, she had a really tough week this week with, you know, and it wasn't a tough week, it was a good week because, you know, she was bombarded. So, you know, she just needed a mental break and I get that, you know, one love, we gonna keep it moving. You know, outside of the technical difficulties that, you know, I don't know what's going on with Facebook Live, but you can guarantee that once I get off this phone, that's who I'm going to be calling. I'm going to be calling <laughs> to figure out what happened to the connection. We have had a lot of rain here, so I would not be surprised because I was having some connection issues last week. Might have got knocked off, you know, because the cable guys were around a lot this past week. So, you know, getting back to the, you know, where we are, we're homegirl, Tara Towns, 501c3 with Living Beyond You and Child Development Specialist from Bayonne, New Jersey. We ain't got to talk about <laughs> market today because we are New Jersey. Adrian Goodson, your host here. Uh, need no introduction. Google it. Um, today. Jersey girls play. Girls play. Girls rock. So, Today, we're going to discuss, you know, the wobble. And, you know, I know that, um, you know, you, you, you've been hanging out with us for 17, 17 Sundays. <laughs> and, you know, you, you've become familiar with the wobble, the bubble, uh, what the men call it, uh, and where the, the NBA and the WNBA are having great success and leading the way in sports, as a matter of fact, leading the way in sports versus COVID, you know, with a blueprint right now, Tara, um, for every sport around the world and how to do it. And we're doing the damn thing really, really well. Um, the WNBA is alive and kicking with the sky and the sun and the fever out in front in the east. You know, the sky, you know, Penny was here. She'd be talking junk. The sky 10 and 4, you know, the sun <laughs> is 6 and 8. And then the fever, you know, my coach, shout out to Coach Stanley. They're 5 and 8. They're out in front of the East. While on the West Coast, of course, the storm, you know, they're 11 and 3. But my team, the Aces, they're 10 and 3. And we are the hot ticket. We are the team to beat right now. And the Sparks are 9 and 3. And the Lynx are 9 and 3, tied with them. So, you know, the West, you know, even when I was playing, the West was always a conference that was really, really tough to deal with. And in the East Coast, as you can see, there's so there's, there's a huge distance between the wins and losses with some teams. Some teams are really losing bad. Um, you know, you, uh, you know, keep on praying for the dream. You know, Atlanta, they just have a host of things going on with them that, that continue to make them an unsuccessful team. You know, with the trades and then, you know, dealing with the senator over there who is not in support, you know, but she's running a race right now. So, you know, I get that, you know, you're a Republican. You got to do what you got to do, but not at the expense of the team. But, you know what I'm saying? But, but I, you know, I sent you some really, really healthy topics. 
um, yeah. you know, discussion this week. And, you know, what I really want to discuss the most is, you know, the BLM movement and the NBA um, contributing $3 million um, yes. towards empowerment in the black community. And then we have uh, a black president. Uh, his name is Masai Ujiri. Uh, um, and he's Nigerian. He's a president um, of the Toronto Raptors. And um, there was an article where his battle with racism, you know, um, still continues, even though he's a president, okay, of the Toronto Raptors and breaking barriers down there. He was, uh, he, he had, he dealt with being pushed uh, last year by a sheriff deputy, a deputy after uh, the, the Raptors had just won against Golden State to compete for the uh, to compete for the NBA championship. He had on his all access pass identifying him and was still disrespected and belittled. So no matter whether he had on a custom tailor made suit, it wasn't good enough. I mean Tara seriously, what do brothers need to do? to get past this, what do they have to do? We can't even wear a custom-made suit. We can't even make six figures. We can't even be millionaires, billionaires. We still have to deal with the belittlement from law enforcement, corporate America, and then just everyday life. Elaborate on that a little bit. Well, first I wanna say it's just, it's unfortunate. Been going on since the beginning of time. I mean, we have, definitely made progress because those things that you just named were not even in existence, you know, years ago and years ago. So, I mean, we've made progress as far as moving forward professionally, but once again, they're mistreated within that profession and that level of respect is not there like it is for someone else that would be in the same position. So, I mean, just one thing I think we all should do, people who um, are, you know, targeted for one one reason or another is we, we have to really, really go deep within ourselves and connect to ourselves so deep that this stuff, really we become repellent to it so that we can keep on moving. Because I'm always gonna say keep on moving, right? So what do we do? We keep on moving because we are making progress. That's the positive side. But it's almost like there's like a, a protocol. You know, there's a protocol for a black man to be pulled over. You got to put your hands on the steering wheel. You got, you know, don't make eye contact. Don't reach for something. It's a shame. It's sad. It's, it's, you know, it's insurmountable. I can't even find a word big enough to describe how they should not have to go through that. But once again, getting back to what they can do for them is be comfortable in what they're doing so much that they will still keep continue. The more we continue to grow, the more it's like a wildfire, right? You can contain when it's a small little fire somewhere, but when it spreads all over the place, then they have to call in, you know, the firemen that, that from the air and all types of things because they just can't contain something big. Step into your bigness. Whatever position you have, know that you are big within that position. Start talking to yourself like that and start living like that, that no matter what, you're still gonna keep on moving in the position that you're in. Not only that, prepare your mind. It's always gonna come back to the mind with me. Prepare your mental to honestly ignore those types of things because 
we can fight certain battles, but once again, this is a big one, and this has been going on since the beginning of time. So this battle is, you know, it's just one that's it's going to be a long haul, and it's going to take so much, but it can't stop. That's the thing. Don't stop. Be who you are. You're a president. Be that president. If someone's not respecting you, keep it moving. Keep it going. Play the game. It's a game. It's a game. We have to climb to the top one step at a time in this world. It's a paperwork world. It's a title world. You know, keep yourself professional always. Keep yourself. I love to remove excuses so that people can't violate. So, yeah, some things we just can't control when you walk by, people stare, point, or or they're, you know, not offering you a position that you know you qualify for. These are just things that happen. But things that we really can control, I say ignore it, but still keep moving because that's the game. The game is to never stop no matter what's happening to you. Absolutely. I agree with you 100% on that one. Like, there's, there's all different types of people, you know, all different types of personalities. I could sit here and honestly say that I know that you have a tough exterior just from learning from you. I can say, for, I can speak for myself and I know, you know, I'm around the people that have tough experiences. Being from New Jersey, you know, it kind of, you know, that's kind of inbred. And so, but not everybody has that. Not everybody has that type of personality. Not, not everybody has that tri-state area mentality. And anybody who's from this area knows what I'm talking about, regardless as to whatever happens or where you go, you're a chameleon and you will be able to rise to the occasion and you know, um, just be comfortable in any room. But not everybody is like that. What top tips can you give or places uh, that, that some, some guys can go, websites maybe, or just kind of groups that they can become a part of that maybe they can, you know, you know, to help them with their self-esteem. Because there's a lot of um, African-American males that really don't feel like uh, they should uh, get therapy. They really don't feel like they need help through this. They feel like, oh, if I have a strong woman and you know, by my side. And that doesn't always work. We all have to have an outlet. We all have to have a group where we can go, where we can vent, or we have one-on-one -on -one sessions with somebody who can help us and give us a different perspective. And that's something that I feel like is a weakness in our, in our culture, in our race, is that, you know, we don't seek help when we need it. Yes, I agree. Well, you know, I will say this this one thing is that for a man to, you know, we're conditioned just in society, I don't care what race it is, we're conditioned to that man is not able to express himself. If he is, he's weak. Vulnerability is a sign of weakness when it comes to men, but men expect us to be vulnerable and they think that that's a part of who we are. And I say the first thing that any man needs to do, honestly, is just to get rid of that notion that he can't have a vulnerable place. He can't be humbled. He can't be, I mean, you can, you can. I mean, things happen so that you are grown in a certain area. Things happen so that we're stretched. So the first thing, you know, that I think, honestly, is for society, just to get rid of that. I want to talk about this interesting study that I found it blew me away. So the study was done on baby males 
and baby females, right? Because the study was to show the, the need and how males definitely express themselves. So I won't give away the end result until I finish explaining what the study was. So they had these baby boys, their mothers went in a room and, you know, said, okay, bye, you know, whatever, mommy loves you, whatever. And then they had the baby girls and supposedly, obviously, you know what the study, what they thought it was going to show is that little girls can't really cope well with that emotional, that social emotional separation. And that the boys would be there like, okay. And what happened was the total opposite. It showed that the boys were all of the babies were a mess when their mothers left the room. And the girls were looking around, exploring, you know, looking at their little hands and their fingers, like, okay. Because the, the, the study was for them to, to leave abruptly though, like not like, you know, massage the situation. Like, okay, mommy loves you, bye. And then walk out. We rock, you know what I'm saying? We just rock. No, but seriously, <laughs> seriously though, it, it proves my point right here. It opened up my eyes too, because we all have that notion that men are steel and they don't need to, you know, have their emotional state checked in at some point or talk to someone or have therapy or life coaching or whatever. We all need it as human beings. We all need to be pushed a little bit when we feel weary. We all need to have things exposed to us when we feel like, Maybe we can't reach them or we have reached them. And now what do I do now that I'm up here? I'm getting all of this lashing because I'm up here. People don't like it, but I work so hard. I mean, it's just so many different emotions that go into place with success. And, and even when you're on your climb, you don't have to be there yet. It becomes very, very, very bombarded with life, things, stress. So getting rid of the notion that men don't need this is going to be a big part for any male. You know, it's private coaching sessions. I have males, teens, children, parents, couples. I mean, there's no, when you come, when it comes to the mind and just having that little push here and there or that support, should I say, there's no age, there's no zip code. I've had all types of people, you know, through the years. And I just say that open your mind to expanding yourself, open your mind to getting support in your mind because you perform a million times better when your mind is on baseline. You know, that's just a, a true fact. If we have so many things, you know, kind of pulling at us and competing for our attention and our time, how can we really focus and walk in our greatness with our big shoes? We really, we can, but we can't. It's going to be more of a challenge. And getting rid of the notion, please, this message for everyone out there, getting rid of the notion that black people, that therapists are only for white people, that you crazy if you need a therapist, like stop, you, you're not crazy. Things happen in life, trauma happens in life. Onset trauma, trauma that you can't, that you, you know, boom, a surprise, a car wreck, someone's lost in your family. You're, you're mentally ill because you, it's hard for you to cope with that? No, you're just a human being, male or female, that needs support in that area. You're not crazy because you need a coach or a therapist or something. I, I hear this so much. I hear this. I'm not going to, that's for white people. What's for white people? You know, I mean, what's for white? It's for all people. Who, who hasn't been through? I've been through things in my life. You've been through things. You just spoke of a huge one that you've just had to 
not even overcome yet because you're not there yet but you're making peace with it little by little that's not you're not crazy because of that that's appropriate you know we have appropriate reactions to different things that happen to us emotionally so yeah, get rid of that notion get rid of that notion that you're crazy and it's for other cultures i mean we're leading right now our children are re leading right now in anxiety depression suicide come on it's not a white thing it's it's, it's it now it's come the day where we definitely have to change our way of thinking you know the way that we walk talk eat sleep drink you know we everything you know 2020 is 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 is, is the changing of the times where actually you know like people got to actually see the ice age we're actually i don't know what we're going to call this it, it, it's going to be interesting what 2020 is going to be called after all of this right. and so you know we're in some tough times and you know um to to to, to stay on topic you know just 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 staying with the nba and not even trying to bash on anybody but this is this is our reality as professional athletes and you know i played and you know my time has come um there were people that played before me and their time came uh, when they had to hang up the shoes but i can tell you this the walk was was pretty much the same in us yeah. dealing with inequality and you know some of us have dealt with it to a higher degree and a higher level of discrimination and racism where some of us were, were were barely touched and i was one of those players i felt like i was barely touched by that but you know once my career was over um and then i started to go back to for employment i kind of i, I did feel that in the air um and so like we have the NBA right now, who is basically um, contributing three million dollars to black empowerment um, in 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 the in the black community. And you know, as I look online, I'm saying we need to put money into our own organizations for black empowerment. When yes. you read a story about the president of the Toronto Raptors, for anybody who just came on, who was physically assaulted by a sheriff deputy after they had just won against Golden State Warriors, and then they go on to win the championship. Like it's just, it's just kind of, it's just crazy how that, how that all happened. And then you know, and then you have an announcer who, uh, from the Charlotte Hornets, um, mm -hmm. and this is this is crazy where he says he it was an accident I'm like, come on dude all right he's tweeting the n-word and we already know what the n-word is i'm not even going to add the igg <laughs> okay bottom line is this the n-word he tweeted it all right his name is john fock fock f-o-c-k-e john fock all right excuse me if i don't pronounce it right um but anyway don't insult people's intelligence when you sit and you say to me, oh, I'm sick to my stomach because I, you know, it was a typo. No, you sick to your stomach because you got caught. First right. of all, I know the iPhone. We all know the iPhone. Also the Android. I'm even going to throw the Android in there as well, Tara. Bottom line is when you type something in there, that thing remembers it. It is a computer. So yeah. bottom line is at some point in time, 
you type that word in your phone. You type it in your phone and it saved it. And then it auto-corrected it for you it, <laughs> when you were typing. So when you say, uh, when you type in nuggets versus whoever they were playing that day, it comes out nigga. And you're saying it was a typo? I mean, come on, man. Like, elaborate on that because, no. like, seriously, am I tripping? No. Is insult America's intelligence. Yeah. You know what? First of all, I I will say this. I have when I'm texting, I have texted my cousin, Hey Meek. I texted my cousin Mika, and one day I said, How are the kids? And I didn't, I didn't pay attention. And it sent her, how are the lids? And so obviously we thought it was hilarious. She, I said, whatever, Mika. She said, the lids are fine. Now, kids, K-I-D-S, and lids, L-I-D-S, that's very believable. That's very, you know, that can happen because it did. I have my proof, my cousin Mika. Nuggets and the N-word, how? Because it's not even the same syllable, a nugget and nigs. That's not even, no. So please stop, okay? I will say this, that God and his universe, they, listen, the dirt always comes to light. I'm telling you, it always comes to light. So I was saying, your stuff came to light, and now you need to find excuses to redirect what we all know now. You've had to use that word before. It's had to be in your phone. Like I said, if it was closer, because when I read the article, he even said, I don't even know how that word, because he knows it's not close, could replace it with that word. You know that it's not close. If it was trigger or so, you understand, like something like that was the same, because my phone did that to me. That is no nuggets and... It's the N is there, but the A and the uh, I'm telling you, these are called what? What are our phones called? Smartphones. Okay, so smartphones. stop. Yeah. This are <laughs> smartphones. So stop trying to act like the phone is dumb because it's not you know, dumb. The bottom line is you got caught out there, John. So stop trying to fuck with me. Johnny. <laughs> That's his last name. <laughs> Got it. Bottom line, you know what I'm saying? And you know, it's just and and this is the reason why I'm saying like you're you're contributing three million dollars towards empowerment in the black community when you may need to be contributing that money to your own self and the people that you have within your own organization. That was yeah. the Charlotte Hornets. And it gets better. I'm gonna tell you this, Tara. We have another announcer. Okay, now I play for the Houston Comets, mm-hmm. right? The Houston Rockets organization, right? This guy commentated. His name is Bill Baptist. Shame on you with a last name like that. Now, Houston Rockets. He tw- he puts on social media, and now it's going viral because other people have caught on to it. All right, now. You might have taken it down, but somebody saved it. So yeah. he calls the Democratic race Joe and the Ho. 
He blasts this, okay? Commentator for the Houston Rockets. We have internal issues. We have to flood and filter out the very individuals that are within the organization. That's a tough job. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of these guys are owners, they have money, they feel like they can be free willy and say whatever they say. Why? Because the majority of the league is black. What do you feel mm-hmm. like you're running the plantation here? Right. right. So when you have these good old boy mentalities around you, regardless as to how much money you make, LeBron James, regardless as to how much money you make, James Harden, regardless as to how much money you make, Chris Paul, regardless as to how much you make money, money you make, Steph, I don't even have to say your last name. Bottom line is, you're always going to be treated like a nip. Am I correct? Yeah, I mean, like I said, you know, we've been in a conditioning system for a very, very long, 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 long time. And that mentality is still stuck in us, unfortunately, that we are less than even though we have more. See, there's power in numbers and all of the greats behind us used to say that they showed us that by marching, petitioning, boycotting. I mean, those are different things that can be still done, you know, that they're doing now, you know, with the Black Lives Matter movement. Um, But just once again, to start developing these skills within yourself to develop a new conditioning system in you, in you yourself first, because that's where it begins with, is going to assist. I feel that it's time for all of the people in power that are minorities, you know, that are different cultures to come together and form their own organizations. Why not? Form your own organization. Form, get, we talked about the team last week. Get your own. It's time to get your own. I mean, it's, I'm serious. I can't say it enough because we, Penny talked about this last week, you know, with the different, um, setting up the different organizations for the WNBA for support. You, you can talk about it and we have our complaints and they're valid. It's valid. It's not like this is not really happening, you know, in the world because we know it is. But how long are we going to talk about it though? That's what I'm trying to say. Like, how long are we going to say, I keep going through this. I keep getting skipped over for this. I keep, like, how long are we gonna do that? There's power in numbers. There's power in numbers. Unite, unite, no more crabs in the bucket like we were trained to do on the plantation. You know, certain slaves got to go in the house, certain slaves. I mean, it, it shows up today. It shows up in my life, right? Like we talk about racism, but it shows up that mixed is a whole nother ball game, right? Once again, the white people, the African-American people, where do you fit in? I know I am an African-American woman. I, my mother was white and I definitely love her and love all of my family. And I know that that is, is a part of me, but we all deal with certain racism. You don't think that I dealt with people being mad at me because of my skin and my hair. I just don't speak about these things quite often, but they did affect me growing up. You know, there's different labels. This is why our organization is 
doing what it's doing about the bullying is not just about bullying. There's racial bullying and there's corporate bullying for adults that never gets talked about. That's the people that do get skipped over because their resume comes over, but once they're met in person and someone in power sees who they really are, they're skipped over to someone who's not. It's just time. This is a time with COVID, you guys. This is a time, I'm not joking, to connect to yourself on the deepest level. God has given us time, right? We never have time to do this stuff. Connect with yourself. Like write out a list of all of the things that you want to achieve, that you want to disappear, that you want to appear. These are things. Connect with people. Like you asked earlier, where could these men go? There are so many social groups out there. It's not even funny. I get invited all the time to every type of group under the moon. Christian women, women in power, Black-owned business women. There's so many different groups. Like connect with people. Because when you are by yourself talking about this issue, we're going to keep talking about it over and over and over. But when there's millions of people in power that are financially well, you know, well-employed, situated, positions, now things can start to shift. And they will shift because there's power in numbers. You're not isolated in this. Get the mentality that this goes on. But... I like resolution and solutions. I don't like to keep, once again, if the same issue is presented to me, what are we still talking about? Like, do you understand what I'm saying? Now, this is huge. I'm not, you know, downplaying this. But my point is, I, I feel it's time to upplay coming together and standing strong. I mean, like, what time is not better than this time where you can reach people who you real normally can't reach, where you could sit there and have time to form organizations to start reaching out to your colleagues and people, you know, in positions that can help foster what you're trying to do. It's, it's time to, honestly, it's time to really, really shift societal thinking. It's time to shift all of these notions. It's time to, we're home, okay? And even when we're out, it's limited, but we have a lot of time on our hands. Use the time wisely. We're not going to live in COVID forever. So when it lets up or life turns to our new normal, we'll never be the same. Once again, we always say that. But like, what is your, what do you turn key in when your door opens? Right? People want to turn key property when they buy real estate. What's your turn key? When you open a door, who are you? Are you enrolled in that PhD program that you've been sitting on forever? Are you the president of a new group form that, you know, that redirects racial tensions and that really, really hones in on this and really, really effectively puts policies in place for people to be penalized that disrespect on the level that some of our men in power and women are disrespected on? Are you the game changer? Are you the one who's starting it? Are you the match that lights that's the fire? That's, that's absolutely. Not. I really do. I hope that the NBA and the WNBA really uh, began to put some, some some things in place where people are held accountable when they do that yes. within the organization. And, you know, to be able to shell out that kind of money and, uh, you know, not be able to, you know, have a solution within your own house seems kind of crazy to me and I'm sure it would be to anybody else. And, you know, with that being said, I really would like to see a change because, you know, there's too many place, too many people in high places that have been doing this. And if you look at 
the NBA's history the last 10 years with, you know, with owners being disrespectful, uh, them having to, you know, get rid of an owner out in California because of his, you know, his racial, you know, discussions and, you know, things that he was saying across television, across the internet, you know, that got him fired, you know, all the way to, you know, the president of the Toronto Raptors dealing with it. Then you have players that are speaking out about it, you know, as far as any inequality with the mm -hmm. pay was concerned and they took care of that. And then you have, you know, these, these now nowadays where we have the two things that I talked about with these commentators and these announcers, people who are supposed to be big upping these guys that are, that are, that are belittling them. And, you know, I know how much time, how much effort I put into helping to build the WNBA. And mm -hmm. I know how much time and effort these guys put into spending money um, uh, you know, I mean, not spending money, but their time and their effort putting it into the NBA. I would like to see those two organizations do everything that they possibly can to make sure that we're a success, not only on the court, you know, right. makes them a success, but also off the court and put yeah. those programs and have policies in place, you know, where these types of things cannot happen let it be zero tolerance, just like it's zero tolerance if someone gets gets get tests positive for cocaine. Right. Right. So with that being said, um, and thank God we don't hear no stories like that no more. It's great. Right. Um, but I can tell you this, you know, on the women's side with the right wing senator, uh Senator 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 Lawful, who is co owner of the dream um, and, you know, calling WNBA players a woke mob, all right? Why would you put us in a felonious position? Mob, mobs are, 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 are felons. You become yeah. a felon. Right. Okay? Felonious act. So you're calling us woke, a woke mob, all right? Now, your best player, one of your best players, opts out. Renee Montgomery decides that she's not going to play for social mm -hmm. issues. Okay, that was the headline. But mm -hmm. how many players really defected because they didn't want to play for somebody who is a racist or they feel is a racist? Or sure. maybe she's not a racist. Maybe she's just pulling her Republican, Republican race card because she's, you know, she's running a race right now and she's she's on donald trump's side like so you got to play you got to use your basketball team you know you throw your team under the bus the those psychological issues that we deal with like why am i here playing for a racist i don't care how much money you're paying me i i, I can't do that so i'm gonna opt out this season you guys can say what you want to say about it. You can say it's a social movement, whatever you want to say about it. But real talk, under the cover, I'm I'm not playing because I don't want to play for a racist. How does that sound, Karen? Well, it's it's disheartening, number one. But it goes back to what I just said a few minutes ago about boycotting and petitioning, and these are the things that are going to shift anything. When you make too much noise 
it must be quieted down, right? Because no one wants to be attached to, you know, negative connotations, negative energy, negative, especially when you're running in campaigns, you, you need support from people. You don't want, that's the opposite. However, she was bold enough to, you know, state something like that. So obviously, once again, we don't know if she is or not, but I mean, kind of the comment, the way that she behaved, that's kind of, it's definitely not positive, we can say that. So, you know, for the players who, who did opt out, I just commend them, and this is my point. It comes to, seriously, when you want to see a shift, right, in anything, especially society, or your weight, or a relationship, we could just tie it all in. You have to come to the terms with how serious, number one, you are about your claim, your complaint, or whatever you're going through. Because if you really say, this is my rule of thumb for anyone that has any issue coming to me. When you're ready to get rid of it and let it go, you will. When you're not, you will still sit down and you will still say, I'm going through this, I'm doing this, I'm going through Now, you said something very, very important earlier with everyone is not the same. Everyone does not have tough skin. We've had different family microsystems that the rearing is different. You have different parenting styles that foster a certain, you know, personality type when when they're older. So you have a lot of different things that go into play. You have models. You have people in your home, maybe they broke down and cried for every bad thing that happened. And then you had, you know, the authoritative who everything was strict and there was no room. So now you're tired of it. You will start it. And guess what happens to strong leadership that is standing in conviction? more people start gravitating to you. Now, your conviction is expanding, 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 and guess what happens? That's when things start to shift because we live in a society where things normally are pretty much hush-hush. But now, all of these things are coming out. And I'm sorry, but I think COVID honestly has people in a place where they're being beyond expressive, but where mentally and emotionally, People are, we don't even know these stories, but people are like beating people up. People are dying. People, this guy beat this couple with a bat, killed them, crashed a car into, you got people who are stressing because of COVID. This lady smacked another lady across the face in, in a convenience store. You know, you just have people who normally they would hide these tendencies, right? But now they're coming to surface because once again, that emotional state has been cooped up in a house. So now you're getting boldness. However, what do we do with that? We match it. So the negativity that's coming out and that's being presented, we kill it with positivity. I don't even like to use the word kill, but we really shrink it with positivity. Positivity means starting a movement. It doesn't have to be that the movement is finished. Do you know what I mean? A movement, what takes place in a movement? Like when you see birds migrate, when you see herd migrate, it's, it's methodical, it's thought out. They go a certain time, they go a certain season, they go, you know what I mean? They fly a certain way. So it doesn't mean that we start a movement and it's gonna be over. That's not what anyone's saying, but we at least gotta start it. That's my point, we have to start it. And people who chose to not play and stand up for themselves, they really, really put a stake in the ground because they're showing that no matter what you're paying me, no matter who I am to society and who you are to society, I'm not playing. And 
I still have my job. So guess what? Other people can do that too. That's my point. Model leadership, but don't be afraid to start once again, the match that lights the fire. Be the match. Don't be scared because it's fear. All it, When someone doesn't treat something or do something, especially when they're being violated, it's fear. And that's why I say that fear paralyzes people. It really does. It paralyzes companies. It paralyzes people. It paralyzes children. Fear or faith. And I, I have a talk that I'm doing today about fear and faith. They don't fly to heaven on the same wing. If you're doing something, be faithful in it so that you already have the intention that it's done. The fear is going to always say, oh, if I start this, oh, my God, I'm not going to have my job anymore. If I start this, oh, my God, my pay is going to be taken away. But you got to have faith that God and the universe will replenish anything that's good, anything that's good. Good attracts good. So if you have to step up for the good of you and mankind, you're going to be taken care of. But people don't know that other side. So that uncertainty and not knowing that other side increases the fear and the anxiety. And it makes them do absolutely nothing but feel bad about how they're being treated or what's happening to them. And that's it. And that's as far as it goes. So it's not that, oh, we're never going to see. Yes, we are. Because once again, there are black presidents. There are, and there's a real black president, a real president, real president, President Obama. My point is though, that there are African-Americans that are soaring and moving up and in positions. And I wanna say this too, even with this, with our election coming up, be, be mindful of who you vote into anything, not just politics, who you vote into when you're sitting in a circle and you know you have a voice to say, we should make him, you know, the chairman of this board, or we should make her. You have that voice in that circle before that person gets put into that position. Use it. Use that voice. People, we cannot continue to function and complain about the functionality if we're the ones putting people into these positions and into this power, into these, especially the political positions. We can't. Don't you 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 didn't vote. Please vote, y'all. Please vote, y'all. I'm, I'm gonna say that I know it's off the topic, but please vote. <laughs> no, it's funny because it's segue right into what I was getting ready to talk about and funny how, you know, uh intelligent minds think alike and um it, you, you hit the nail on the head, you know, just talking about President Obama, just talking, you know, and that was that's that's leading right up to my point. All right. Interesting fact. I was reading a quote from Trump where he said that the reason why I'm in office is because black Americans didn't vote the way that they voted when Obama was coming into office. And, you know, which is a sad statistic. I drove all the way to the state of Virginia from New Jersey to vote okay uh definitely for hillary and um it didn't happen I'm, I'm on my way back i'm crying 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 in my car on the way back because i gotta go to work the next day and i'm like you gotta be kidding me this is not true you know i think that a lot of people would have rather put a man like that in office than to vote for a woman, a woman. and that's yeah. sad that's really sad um who's to say that america's 
not ready for the United States. Uh, you know, um, every single country in the world right now that is beating COVID and is successful with COVID is being run and governed by a woman. Woman, yep. Okay, that's it. That's a fact. If anybody yep. wants to challenge it, go right ahead. Um, but bottom line is this. We, we, we create change in numbers, right? Yes. And so with that being said, we can't sit around as American people and sit around and complain about all of the things that are happening and then you don't get up and go vote. Right. Okay. Somewhere along the line in my family, somebody was beat up, somebody was hung, somebody yep. was tortured, somebody was humiliated over the idea of voting. Not the right. actual voting, the right. idea of voting. So yep. with that being said, there isn't anybody out there today who should be happy with the way the world is going. I say don't be a, don't be afraid of change. Yeah. With a woman in office, our economic situation is going to change overnight. Healthcare yes. is going to change overnight. Education is going to change overnight. Social security is going to change overnight. Yes. Daycare is going to change overnight. So when I was playing, I had the privilege of being invited to the White House to meet Bush and his wife. Mm -hmm. Now, we're talking about Junior, right? Mm -hmm. Took a picture with his wife. His wife reconstructed the Library of Congress. And so I got to do Read to Achieve and be with her all day. So with that being said, and not to be too long-winded, the things that women care about don't even right. run across men's minds. And that's not to put them down. But bottom line is, there's certain things that have to be changed in this country in order for us to make America great again. Because what we're doing right now is so much better. And I would love and I hope to see the day first and foremost off of my lips where there's going to be equality and there's yeah. going to be we don't have to sit around and have these conversations about right. the discrepancy in pay, uh, the glass ceiling that we have to deal with because, uh, you know, we're the only one in the room that's dipping right. on coke, smoking a cigar in corporate America, you know, and just people be treated as people and not because of what they have in between their legs, excuse me. Right, absolutely. And so um, we're going to get to a day, and I'm not even going to, I'm going to take the whole vanity. I know we're going to get to a day where we're going to see that. We are. We're going to live it and uh, actually be able to experience that right in my pocket. And so, um, you know, we talked about a lot of great topics, and school is getting ready to start back up. And, you know, that's going to be a whole different baby. But, before we ended this segment, I wanted to give you the opportunity to talk about that because we've talked about a lot of things off the cuff. We're always trying to, you know, and I appreciate you for that because we're always looking for innovative ways to 
you know, uh, to really increase our increase our viewership and also increase our increase our our our, our monetary value. Um, <laughs> so, um, you know, just talking about that, there's going to be a host of individuals out there um, in the weeks to come, and I'm talking about short weeks to come. School is going to be starting in New Jersey and on the East Coast um, after Labor Day. And there's going to be a lot of people out there that are going to be looking wholeheartedly for circle time for their right. kids. And so, with that being said, I wanted to, before we get off of here, I wanted you to give you, wanted you to, uh, to talk about that and you know, what it is that you do, um, you know, uh, to teach kids during this time, because there's going to be a lot of parents who are not gonna, not gonna know what to do with their kids. And, uh, and we're talking about those, those ages from preschool to, uh, and I'm just gonna let it go and let you talk about it. Okay, well, I do wanna say this one thing though, as far as, women in presidency before I get into it. I just want to say that the qualities that we have, and this is what I really want men to listen to, they love that we're nurturers. They love that we massage situations. They love that we fix things, right? If our child falls, we got the band-aid waiting. We, we're always, we run homes. A household is like a company and a corporation. So I just want people, not people, I want men to really, and the younger generation, Sometimes, you know, that rooted stuff is in there and it's, it's difficult to get it out. But that younger generation that put um, Trump into office because they rather have a man in there versus a quality person, whether Hillary was a man or a woman, just a quality level headed person to run our country should have been in there. So I just wanted to say that, you know, to all of the women out there in office, I have plans to run for state rep as well. Um, you know, keep on going, keep on moving, keep on pushing, because we will definitely see and have our day. So getting into circle time, online circle time. <laughs> okay. I saw no. your website, it's hot. Online circle time. <laughs> now there's an age group. So for those of you who don't or do know what I do, I am a, a developmental therapist and so, and a behavioral specialist. So I work with children, adolescents, and even adults, but my forte is zero to three. And so um, basically, a lot of my, my parents and clients have been saying, I don't know, what do we have for children that are, you know, in preschool with the daycares, some of them being closed and having shorter numbers? Um, what, what can I do with them as far as learning the big ones, the bigger, the older uh, kid, kiddos online? And so the little ones are just kind of running all around and then you got people who are working from home and really that structure is gone because the daycares are not really open as much, I'm saying for now. So some of the, the work that I do to redirect behaviors is obviously learning and it's implementing you know, different techniques and different things like that. But since I had a daycare, I was the owner of a daycare in preschool, I'm passionate about teaching children early in the pre-operational stage of development. So what I do is an online circle time that rocks. <laughs> so teaching that group, giving them an hour every week, four days a week, to where they can tune in, 
with their parents or their parents just could be at a distance and let them be big boys and girls and where it's just it covers all of the five areas of development social emotional communication and language adaptive gross and fine motor skills all of the areas of development this curriculum is an empathy-based curriculum which we need guys out there um, and it, it's just a fun experience of learning and growing and stretching that brain to input information. So that is what I say, you know what, I have to dedicate some time out of my week because my days, as you know, they're just, just filled. But I say, you know what, I'm passionate about this. We do have a little age group that COVID is not really speaking to. You know what I mean? It's cool to have little online videos on YouTube, but that interaction and that real teaching and that and the, all of the songs and the colors and the shapes and the different things that they will learn, science experiments, all of that stuff is just kind of what are our little babies? What do they get is what I'm trying to say. They're not getting anything right now unless you go to daycare. And that's not for everyone. Not for everyone. You got children with underlying conditions as well that don't need to be in any setting right now, you know, with COVID going on. So I am offering that and we will be launching it in, I'm going to say two weeks we'll be launching it. Um, and I just invite all of you guys in, if you have a child, um, you know, that's two to about five or six years old, let them join in. It's online circle time with Ms. Tara. Okay, so that's you're gonna do website. that, like, you're gonna do that, you, the, the circle time, like, if I wanna put my kid in, um, uh, it's, it's like for an hour? Yes, it's for one hour, four days a week. So Monday through Thursday, four days a week, one hour. But within the hour, you are getting not only like just a, a rock solid lesson, you get, it, it's just, it's experiential. So I can't like give it all away because it's gonna be yeah, like exactly. fun and it's different that we do. But there is gonna be, it's not homework, it's just going to be a way that you can connect with your little one too, who's also frustrated because of COVID. We're forgetting that, you know, we just think that three-year-olds and two-year-olds are just, oh, they're just kids, they'll get over it. They're, they're being affected too. They had a social environment that they went to every day too with their little friends. They miss it. They have anxieties. I have a lot of parents who have children that are now having sleep deprivation. They're having anxiety. They're having panic. And I mean, they're just two. So COVID is is a beast. It's, it's affecting everyone. However, they will get a learning experience, but they also, it's going to be like a classroom setting, right? That's how we have it set up. So they will get to mingle with other children virtually. And then you'll also get an art activity that matches whatever we learned in a day. So if we did like the letter A, obviously we would do things that suit the letter A, but you'll have an activity every day, a take home, should I say, after the circle time that you and your child can do or grab those older siblings in or do it as a family. It's time to, seriously, it's really, really time to, to get to know your kids on a different level and meet them where they are with all of this time that we have at home. I know it's stressful. I see all the little jokes going down social media with parents saying is, is mixing a drink consider science. I think it's funny and I know what they're going. <laughs> I read that the other day, I was laughing so hard. This mom said, is mixing a drink considered science? <laughs> it is, it is, whole parts, right? But, um, but seriously, you know, it'll just be a fun experience for parents. And then, like I said, it can 
foster independence with the little ones. So they can have their little class, right? They want to model what their bigger sisters and brothers are doing, and they have their little class just for them that they get to tune into. So it's going to be fun. That's awesome. We're going to wrap Thank it up on that one. I mean, I think yes. that is awesome. We're going to be doing circle time with the babies. And, you know, we've talked yeah. about a lot of different things from, from WNBA, NBA, to, you know, just basically covering every age group. And I'm glad that we could finish up with the babies because they need a lot of attention, yeah. too. may not know exactly what's going on, but they do know that something is going right. on. And they feel stressed all the way to our animals feel the stress of this COVID right now. So we can manage to take care of every single element in the household. The household runs better. And so, um, you know, it starts with them babies and it works its way all the way to the top. So, you know, I really appreciate you being on the show as usual, sis. So, Thank uh, you. Get out. We rocked it out yeah. today with our sisters, and you know, as usual, we always toast it up in the end. And I'm always gonna say, if you got Anchor FM, download it. Google Podcast, <laughs> download it. Okay, you got Castro, download it. If you got Apple Podcast, download it. Overcast. Please download it. <laughs> download it. Radio Public. Download it. Breaker. Download it. We're on several platforms. We'd love to have your company during these times. Peace out to the nation. One love. As usual, Sammy Sosa. <laughs> love you. Goody does. <laughs> All right, Sarah.